0: Back in the building, had a short uh, hiatus. You listeners out there would never know that, but we, <laughs> had, we, it like we, like we have recorded in three weeks or so. Busy, busy. Summertime's here, things going on, but we're back in action. Evacuating friends from fires. Right. Yeah, our whole nape of the world is uh on fire, that was a reference to Christmas Vacation for any of you that caught that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we've been sucking down smoke for the last few days. That's You're going to hear in Clint's voice, my voice probably a little bit. Clay's immune to almost everything. You won't hear it in his voice. Uh, I got something that I think is interesting to talk about today, and it goes hand in hand with uh, who's bringing you this wonderful podcast, and that's Sig Sauer Firearms. They are a... Uh, god they've been a kingpin brand for probably i don't even know i remember my dad one of my dad's first semi-automatic uh duty weapon was a sig sour i cannot remember the model but it was black on the bottom and stainless steel on top and i thought it was the coolest gun ever that that was 30 years ago probably that you know it was a kingpin brand so
1: well, it was founded in nineteen seventy six. Yeah. Year of year of the Clint. It's an year of the year
0: the year heck of a year. Forty five
1: years
2: ago. Clint was conceived.
1: Six Sinc- hour was conceived.
2: <laughs>
1: I can make a joke there, but
2: <laughs> if you know Sopranos, that would be a really sick joke if you remember uh Tony's sister and, and um a prelate uh Richie a Prelate. If <laughs> you know the oh, reference, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It has to do with a firearm.
0: I carry one every day. I have one very close to me every day.
1: The safest place of it is on you, Crosby. You should know this.
0: No, I, I know. I just certain I'll tell you this, I've carried a lot more recently. I always have one near me, around me, all over the house. All that kind of stuff. But yeah, as our little uh, world changed over the last few years, I've definitely been carrying a lot more. I do not carry every day, would, but a lot. So, what do
2: you? What do you own? What's your? What's your gun? What, what, what model? I have lots of them. Oh. <laughs> you, you have lots of SIGs.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have lots of Sig Sauer.
2: That's I, what I'm saying. Sig's. What, what's your model? What's your go-to one?
0: What is it a P two two three? There's a PP yeah. 223,
1: they got a bunch of different models. What's yours, Clay? Uh well, the one that I carry is a nine millimeter. Uh P uh the exact number on it? Three sixty, <laughs> right? Yeah. P three sixty. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well you do the
2: you do the mini, right? The Yeah. It's so the
1: more the concealed,
2: they have two versions of it. One's a little bit smaller. Which it's called it's called that's what makes it the three sixty, I believe, right? It's the smaller version, easier to carry lightweight. The one I have, it's not maybe the greatest carry gun, but mine's a P2022. And that one, when I was looking at it, it was the first model that they made that had the under the barrel and the underside of the barrel had the Picatinny rail for like a light attachment. That was what made that gun different than anything they had before. And I thought that was kind of a cool little feature. You got that
1: from a... uh, um, I can't remember who you bought it was that a private off
2: of. Cell, yeah. A few years back. But that's a so – I I really like that gun's a very well balanced, very good shooting gun, but it's maybe not the best carry gun, concealed carry gun cuz it's just a little on the a little, little on bigger. the bigger side.
0: That's mine is a 226 and it's it's not the I like a full size gun though. I mean, I have I have a bunch of them, you know. I have a bunch of I think different models that i've just tried over the years you know revolvers hammerless revolvers uh you know small semi-automatics and subcompact 1911s and stuff like that you know but i mean i don't have huge hands but i have bigger hands you know what i mean and some of those smaller guns they just don't feel comfortable and when you take them out and shoot yeah. you know maybe you're not as accurate and i mean hopefully you never get in the scenario where you have to use it but you don't want to miss a bunch of times, obviously. Yep. And I mean, so I think a little bit bigger carry gun, you know, for a guy that's, you know, got a bigger hand like me. is it Well, there's a fine line, that, right?
1: Right. Of carry gun being too big to, excuse me, what's called imprinting, right? If you're going to conceal carry underneath your shirt, imprinting, you don't want anybody at a store, at a bank, wherever you're at to know that you have a gun on you, right? Because right. you're the first one that might get something done to you. Um, so if if you're not imprinting, there's a fine line between too big of imprinting a gun or just right for a concealed carry but that comes down to where you hold it where where your holster on your ankle on your hip
0: you know the, the appendix your chest carry collar. you know the, down the front of your pants you could you could hide anything you know it's they're just they're also not as comfortable you know what i mean yeah but
1: you know i you said 360 it's 365 p365 not 360 but uh, they have compact version of that, but I, um, every day I carry in, I mean,
2: so you do, you carry the, 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 the smaller version, smaller version, what we were just, Alex was just saying, that's, you have put a little preference over concealing easier than maybe something that's a little more comfortable. I mean, even
1: though I have big hands, it, it fits my hand good. Yeah. I'm quick with it. I can get on target quick. I mean that just all comes down to practice too, with what you're what you're comfortable with. Um, that's why there's so many options out there, right? So, Jared, our buddy, who's you know a cop, he uh, he's a it's his duty gun, it's his backup gun, and um, I think I can't remember the name of his Legion. I think the 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 Legions are the cop version of some of the guns that they carry. I think that's what they call them, the Legion, but he turned me on to him 10, 15 years ago and that's all I carry. I used to, I used to carry a revolver
0: and thinking that was the way to go. But there's a lot of different schools of thought on that. You know, people that think revolvers never fail, never jam, but you also only have five or six shots depending on what you're carrying. Some of them carry more than that. I guess some of them carry less than that, but I guess the bottom line is what you're most comfortable with and you know, what you shoot the best with and, it, 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 you know certain guns are not easy to conceal or they're not comfortable to conceal and mm-hmm. i've tried a bunch of different holsters i you know it's just whatever you're most comfortable with do you carry when you do carry on you do you carry right i mean where do you in carry in,
1: it? in the waistband like, inside not yeah, outside
0: yeah, inside uh usually i think it's called an appendix carry right right a, Right above your uh, twig and two berries there. <laughs> Maybe off a little right of that. Yeah, yeah. T- t- hair to the <laughs> side. But pretty much you don't want anything to go wrong <laughs> when you carry like that.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I just going to say? I think say? he was describing the pubic carry, I think. Is what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clint but is a doctor. The that's, thing, that's a custom carry right That's a the
1: thing in, I mean, in Nevada, right, we have open carry. We're an open carry state. Yeah. which you do not need a license for. So you could walk around anywhere that it's legal to walk around, you know, inside government buildings. They say no firearms inside. Casinos banks, don't allow them. Uh, certain es- you know, entities don't allow it. But anywhere that you're allowed to go freely, you can open carry a gun without a license. My school of thought on that is the same What I just talked about. You're not trying to prove yourself tough by carrying a gun. Right, so I don't want. I'm not telling everybody. Hey, look, I have a gun. I'm cool. I'm tough. I'm going to do whatever. I'm there for protection of myself, my family, and friends. If if a situation ever arises, and I don't want, like I said, if I'm walking around and some guy is walking around and spots me with an open carry gun, and he's about to get into some mischief, wouldn't you go towards that person first? Yeah, you know, to try to, you know. Stop that threat of you if you're going to do something bad. So that's my school of thought. Is I'm I'm concealed carry all the time, no matter where it is, and I'm I'm not looking for trouble. Right, you're not looking for trouble by carrying a gun, but I'm no, going to go home at night. You want to protect if, yeah, you. Yeah, I'm like going you to yourself I'm, and your family. Yeah, that's it. So they uh, and that's that's a good thing about training. You train you know SCI has training, the NRA has training and you can take all those courses and you should as a as a person who has takes that obligation or duty your second amendment rights your mm-hmm. responsibility of carrying a gun you have to take it upon yourself not to just go get a gun and think you are safe because in the situation when if it ever does arise your mind's going 100 different miles an hour right or just different directions, and you, you need that training, situational training. You need uh, you know, to go to classes. You need to take it. Um, like I said, NRA SCI has classes, and they'll even Vortex, even Vortex. You know, they have a full-on indoor shooting scenario school now that you could go to their place and do it hmm. with anything, with pistols, with ARs, anything.
0: Yeah. By, by no means should you think that if you've gone through that CCW class that you're qualified. You're qualified. Yeah. The, the funniest thing is in, uh, uh, the teachers that, you know, a lot of them use this little example, but if you've never taken the class, you know, they, they say, you know, are you, are you prepared to take another human human beings life? Yeah. And there'll be people that go, no, I would never do that. Well, then you don't need to be here. Yeah. You know, he, because that's the other thing, right? Is it, you take a class, you can do all that stuff. If you're not willing to follow through with... Because if you brandish a firearm and you're not prepared to use it, you get the killed. The only
1: reason you should brandish it is it's yeah. time to be used. Yeah, you're,
0: ne- you're never pulling it out to intimidate someone or yeah. any of that stuff. And th- this is all stuff that they talk to you about in those classes. But, I mean, something you got to think about, you know, before you even go down that path is if you're not prepared to use one, don't yeah. get one. Because you, like you're saying, case... Someone carrying one openly, you become a target. You know what I mean. 100%. And if you're not prepared to do what you got to do, you're you're going to be. And you're another put thing is, is
1: if you, I'm just you can talk about scenarios all day long, but talking with Jared, it comes down to not only going home at night, right, as a concealed carry guy, but let's say you're in a parking lot and you see something going down across the parking lot. Do you need to get involved in that because you have a gun? No, not necessarily. You know, there, there's such because yeah. there's not only is it the right thing to do or the safe thing to do. Yes, you want to go protect others if something's going down, but there's so many laws out there right. that even if you are in the right, maybe they could sue you. The state could sue you. The the family's estate could you know sue you civilly. You know, there's so many things it, that you have it could to be illegal. Illegal. So you better not only know all the laws behind it, if you're going to get into a situation, but to be safe, I mean, if you're protecting yourself in an intimate threat, you're most likely gonna be okay, right? So that's, that's where I kind of lead. I carry it for protection of myself and people that I'm directly with at that given time. I'm not out there looking for things that are wrong for me. Yeah. yeah, I'm not out there looking to be a you know, savior of somebody every day.
0: But if it's happening with me and my family right next to me, for sure. Right. Yeah, they, they use the example, you know, knives. You know, if someone, if someone 100 yards away from you has a knife, you, you can't start shooting at them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. And there's a ton of different scenarios where, mm-hmm. you know, your, your life or the life of your loved ones has got to truly be in danger to mm-hmm. use a weapon. You know what I mean? You can't. You you can't see somebody you know get, get beat up and and you shoot them you know because yeah. they're fist fighting or you know someone's got some road rage and you know you you take it upon yourself to shoot through your car window you you can't do that kind of stuff you know and so yep. yeah you got to like you said training training is key not only for like you said the muscle memory of drawing a weapon and acquiring a target and shooting and all that stuff but the stress you gotta, you gotta the stresses be, of it you got to be trained on what is legal and not legal you know i mean yeah and, and i mean ethical you know people shoot dogs and shoot wild animals and stuff because they think that they're in danger or they think something's in danger and that's you know that's not ethical and yeah. I, I, it's interesting though and I, I you and i took that class together i was interested you know it's i think 21 feet is the person with a a knife has to be within 21 feet of you to fire your weapon at them and I'm, and, I'm and, sure that's different in every state, but right. I, okay, I, in Nevada. So, and you, if you remember, remember that guy pulled that. He had a, a rubber knife, and he stood at the class, and he said to you know, got a volunteer and said, "Draw this plastic gun and fire it before I get to you." And from 21 feet away, an untrained person, he could get to all of them, and he could he could stab them all from 21 feet. You know someone that's running directly at you and like you said you got to pull your shirt up and draw a gun you're and like
1: oh my god he's running i mean should, right. you right know, all the stresses and did yeah and that's why the situational training has to be there to, because you have to be like i said we've always said if you're going to carry you got to be able to pull it in a situation and be able to use it if yep. you don't and you're not trained in that why even have it? Because you're going to fidget around. Now that ba- bad guy might come get it from you. Right. So that's a l- big worry. Yeah. Big worry. So there's a lot of training that has to be done and the
2: responsibility of, of taking that with you. So. Yeah. And that's a tough one. Cause you just sit, you're none of us statistically are ever going to be in that situation and you could sit yep. there and practice and practice and and feel like you could handle your emotions and stuff. You're actually never going to know until you get in the scenario. So the closest you get to it is that type of training where, mm-hmm. you know, you, some some variables that get your heart rate up and, and make you think on the fly or maybe low light or all the different things to, to with your senses because there's no way there's no way you could actually recreate the scenario. Of that moment. But oh, I guess I mean, that goes with anything, right? You practice and then you just, mm-hmm. you wonder, you wonder, you could be the most trained person in the world and you could
0: lock up, you could freeze. You know, and I'll tell you what, too, man, when you're shooting pistols, I mean, 15, 20 yards, you think that's close, but you think about all the things that would be, you know, going, think how close you really need to be to, to a problem. Yep you know, to, to be to make good shots with a pistol. I yeah. mean, when my dad went through FBI training, their furthest target's 80 yards. The, and he, he found it almost impossible to make that shot. 80 yards with an open sight handgun's pretty, you know, a forty-five caliber bullet is moving right. all over the place at 80 yards. Yeah. And I mean, so you think about, you know, the scenarios that go through your mind are these mass shootings and stuff like that, you know, so now you're moving towards someone with a, you know, another firearm and you got to close, you you would need to close distance or you would need to be close enough to that person to, you know, you're not talking shooting across a a deer field, you know, a hundred yards with a rifle here. You're talking, you know, right up close and personal. The stress, like you said, the stress that that would put on you and all Mm -hmm. that. And obviously something's happened to where you're pulling this gun out and going to use it. So you got, you're dealing with that. And, and the
1: stress is actually, if something were to go down and you were, You know, if you were on that end of taking somebody's life in protection of yours or anybody else, that stress of, you know, taking a life where, you know, one day you were just going to the store and the next year, you know, it's a...
2: I kind of like where this conversation's going because it's just kind of ad lived and stuff. But if you're listening to this, you're thinking, these guys are presenting all the reasons why I shouldn't or wouldn't carry, which I think it's actually a good way of looking at it because it is. It's a very... It's a very deep, um, you know, meaningful thing if it ever came to it. So you really should consider, you know, 99% of the time a, a negative outcome is going to come out of it if that ever had to yep. happen to you. And you'd have to really, I mean, if you've never Even put if that you kind are of right. thought to it, because mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not like watching the movies and it's, you know, you're a hero and all this kind of stuff. So I actually think it's kind of, you know, it may sound like it's, well, you're not really advocating to to for CCW, for, for people to carry concealed. And it's like... You know, in a way, maybe you're not, because the vast majority of people probably shouldn't be doing it. Right? I It agree. only takes I'm a, a very, very
1: few. I'm a big proponent of concealed carry, but with training, you yeah. have to train it. And that's Doug, the big caveat. You, you know? do, the that caveat is you have to train, you have to shoot, not just do it, and, and do it all the time, not just, you know, when you first get it and you're all excited that you have a new gun and you, you go shoot a bunch. Well nothing's going to happen in one year five years whatever you got to renew your ccw then it doesn't happen again doesn't happen again in 10 years and you haven't shot your gun in five years yep so you constantly have to be cleaning your gun because you know carrying it inside it gets dust particles and skin particles
0: and dirt and you know everything just day-to-day grime of it you got to unload your magazine you got to rotate the everything you know because the springs get soft from being loaded all the time. You got to you, if you're using optics or lasers or any of that, you got to change batteries hundred percent. So and I, then the responsibility, I agree with what Clint said, you got the responsibility of a, of a loaded firearm, especially if you have kids, you throw it on your nightstand when you get home from work or throw it on the te- you, there's, you got a loaded gun sitting there's there. There's so
1: much responsibility that yep. comes with a gun. Obviously we, we know that. Um, so do you keep it in a safe? Do you keep it in? Uh, do you keep it unloaded? Do you keep it loaded? Do you carry loaded?
0: I was going to you... say, do you carry with one in the chamber all the time? That's it, and that's what my dad. Why would you carry a gun that's not loaded? It, you know, and certain people train to come up and crank one in real quick, but yeah. you might not have that extra millisecond yeah. to crank one in, or you might forget to do it, or so, or you might just shortstop yourself, right? In the, yeah. in the heat well, the you moment. guys, when we went to John Shaw's in Idaho, they have that bell. They ring a bell during their training all the people that forget to put one in and then they, they start out on the course and you pull the trigger the first time and nothing happens. Cause you never loaded one in yep. and he calls it the dead man's bell. Go ring the bell. Cause you never loaded your gun. And that's why, that's how time. that happens. You know?
1: No, that the responsibility of gun ownership is, I mean, I'm a big proponent of carrying a gun. The, I, I think the more guns in good people, safe hands who are educated, who are trained, who, who take it upon themselves to do it in the right fashion makes the world a safer place. hundred percent. So yes, if you're one of the guys who just want a gun to carry a gun to be cool on a Saturday night, don't get a gun. You're not, you're not in shape to you do it. You ain't Doc Holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and to, you have to continue because laws change. Every year, Mm -hmm. laws change. They can change from when you took the class from the next year when you do it. So you have to stay up on that um, because, right, we all know ignorance of the laws, whatever that saying is. Um, So just because you, oh, that's what it was last time I didn't, well, you're still in the wrong. Right. So you got to keep up on laws. And yeah, at the, you bring up a good point at home. I mean, I have three kids at the house and the biggest thing with them is education, right? Yep. And so not only do you have to educate yourself every day, it's an education with them because they could slip up, they could, you know, so, um, gun ownership in the house with kids. Is it loaded? Do you unload it when you get home? Do you have it in a safe? Do you have it in a hidden spot? Do you have multiple? You know, do you have one in your, in your nightstand? Do you have one? Do you have one in your, you know, you're on top of your fridge. Do you have one here? Do you have one there? Because you don't know when anything's going to ever happen and someone come barge into your house, you don't, might not have time to. So my thing is when I'm at home around the house, it's on me. It's not laying around on a table on a, wherever it is. I have a gun on me. My other guns are in the safe.
0: I'll go get my other gun. So
1: my, and, by,
2: and by that you mean it's it's in a holster. I think that's the other part of that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Right. Yeah, it's not just like
1: so it's, it's on me. It's in a holster. On me, in a holster, loaded. You just carry you just carry it, carry it like I'm carrying when you because, get up and
0: get dressed in the morning, you put it on, you take it off when you go to bed. At like night. I said earlier, yeah. it's the
1: safest the safest place for a gun is on you. In a holster. Yeah. yeah it's the safest place. Well, and I just I
2: reiterated that cuz you know, you think about you take your, in gun your pocket off, and you t- you don't okay. take your gun off and put it you, it's your holster. You know, your yeah. gun is in your holster yeah. and that that increases the safety of that firearm I don't know how many fold. I you want to tell see. you a funny
0: story before we move too far. But, off. I
1: was gonna, let me do I've done one time, I remember, I took my gun off out of my holster because I I got home real quick. I had to go back outside and do some stuff, but it was, you know, it was uncomfortable. I can't remember what I was doing. Um, I think
2: he had to use the restroom. I think No, I was out
1: back, but I, I took my gun apart because the kids were inside. I actually, I I didn't, should have just went and put it in the safe for a little bit, but, um, and obviously I've talked to the kids. They don't touch it. They don't pick it up. It's not a toy. They know all that. The education is there, but still mistakes could happen. And that would be the, the great mistake. Right. So I actually took the gun apart. It took slide off real quick. It took slide off, Cause it's easy, right. It's quick and easy. Yep. Do that. Take it apart. Lay it there. I went and did it for my deal in the backyard, 10, 15 minutes. I came back, put it back together, put it in and off I went. So, but on me hundred percent of the time. And then a fingerprint safe at night.
0: Yeah, I do. This. That's what I do. Similar. So my funny story, this literally happened Saturday. I'm I'm 41 years old. Mom calls me, wants me to go do something, and uh, I gotta I gotta move this AR 15. My dad's AR 15, right? So I, yeah, no problem. She calls me back five minutes later. Hey, your dad said that that AR is loaded, you know, and, and to be i I go. Well, I check every gun before I pick them up, you know, but 41 years, you know, my parents are still, they're check that gun, you know, make sure it's not loaded. I'm like, yeah, no, I check them all before I touch them, you know, just funny though. But you got to, that's the mentality you should have with your kids is you don't just tell them one time. I I mean, every time you go hunting, every time one comes out, every time you go shooting, every time they see you take yours out of your waistband or whatever is, you treat every gun like it's loaded, you you know, you never point a gun at anything you don't intend to kill, don't touch my gun ever. But you know, that don't touch my gun ever is is sometimes that makes kids want to touch them more, man. Right. It it'd be right. better if your kid knew to take the magazine out and check the slide and do all that. I mean, that's it. I, I played with all my dad's guns when I was a kid, but
1: I always knew the education yeah, of, of a kid, it. you just hit it on the, the nail on the head, is that curiosity kills the cat, right? Yeah. And just like curiosity, if you never let a kid, if it's just always around and it's sitting there and you go off to the bathroom or you leave it on the couch, when you, whatever it is, they're like, ooh, that's, that's daddy's toy. What is that? Mm. The, the curiosity of, of a gun for anybody right is is a big flaw it's like so, so you have dad, to yeah. you have to bring let them touch it you know educate them let them shoot it let them hang you know play with it like you said take it apart this is how it is and this is not a video game Yep. right there's no coming back from this there's a lot of education that uh, of kids see so i mean we're beating a dead horse but it's it has to happen you, have
0: we ever told the story about why you don't drink beer I don't know. Because no. I'm curious if this, this, this sort of plays into it. Like your dad never let you try any beer. Well, so the same mentality, he, right? When you yeah, put that yeah. beer bottle on, in the cup holder, open that gate, you just had to have Cured. a sip of it? Yep. And uh, that's why I don't drink beer. Out, it's, like,
1: let's, um, I was 12 years old. Dad got out of the truck. We just went out. And I actually just woke up from a long drive from one spot to the next or on the way from the house out to our hunting spot. And... Um, I woke up and dad was out of the truck and I looked over and there was dad's beer bottle sitting there. And I was like, Ooh, was it a bottle or a can? bottle? It was a bottle bottle. Mm. 100%. I don't
0: remember ever
2: having a bottle. Yeah.
1: yeah. Pissed in a bottle.
0: Mm. Yeah. It'd be hard to piss in a can. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So he, I, he was out and I was like, Ooh, I'm going (laughs) to steal a drink of my dad's beer right now. And if you can imagine, (laughs) Okay. Dylan uh, like Carmichael the, uh, has a song right now called Hot Beer. Oh, and he would your, rather have a hot beer. Song. He would rather have a hot beer than basically be with this woman or, you know, that that's, a, that's the theory of the song. Oh, but man. when it's a hot piss beer, yeah. when you're expecting a cold, whatever the taste was gonna be, oh, God. and it turns into a hot, muggy.
2: Broccoli. Dad's, maybe you did that on purpose. Dad, Dad it, had a few turquoise from beer. Asparagus,
1: whatever it was, <laughs> at 12. Uh, oh, God. So therefore, the only beer I've ever had, actually, there's two. One with George Brett and one Gotta with you that. guys, Coyote Hunting, to try to turn around our bad luck that one day. And you
2: hated both of them. And I
1: hated both well, of them. Well, when he says a beer,
2: I taste a beer. Yeah, so taste of beer. yes, a taste
0: of beer. You added a little bit more with George, didn't you? Did you get through no, the whole thing. I don't think you. finished No, I didn't it. finish I it. He just no, down. no. But that's a good story. Oh man, <laughs> for another time. Yeah. So
2: one thing going back to the, it's, you know, guns in general, but the the CCW thing is a, uh, you know, if you really listen to the anties, you know, one big complaint, and on on a surface, it it could be a legitimate complaint, is it's it's not that hard, it's not that difficult to to be certified and be legal to carry a gun concealed and, and you know be one of those people that, on the surface, that's true, because it really isn't a lot of training. At a bare minimum, to have that license to be to be legal, there really isn't a lot that goes into it. The so shooting portion of it, I agree with you. I'd, I'd say just the whole thing. I think what you, know, what you get out of the conversation is that It comes back on you, no matter even if that is a little more thorough, it still takes a ton more of your time and your effort. And, uh, you know, throughout the years and the months that you are going to take on the responsibility of doing that the right way, that it really is a lot of that. I'd say, I'd say 98% of the training is really on yourself, the class is just kind of, you know, so if and that's the thing is on the surface, if you're just sitting there saying, you know, they don't have any training, you know, you go to a weekend class and, you know, if you just stop there, you'd say, yeah, most people probably aren't very proficient shooting. They're probably not really that adept at controlling that weapon. That's taking into account that you're not going to go to the next level of actually learning that gun, learning how to take it apart and dismantle, put it back together, learning how to shoot it, learning how to draw it, all the stuff that you're going to do on top of that. So, you know, when I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about it, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. You know, you have one perspective that it's, and it, and it really is, you know, on the surface, it's true that it doesn't take a whole lot to do it. But if you're going to take it to that next level and actually carry on a regular basis, I mean, just for the sake of having some level of confidence, you're going to you're going to take it upon yourself to to become much more proficient in all yeah. the all the parts that go into being a safe CCW. And, and
1: the, the class classes for for women, right? Because where where do they typically carry purse in their purse? That's insane. So, you know, they got to – are they going to carry a purse tight to him? Because if that purse gets stolen, that gun's stolen, right? So there's a lot of things there. If your significant other, you're, you know, Heather or Nicole or who, Julian, whoever carries, they got to go through a whole different style of training because they typically don't carry it on them. They or make, like you
2: said, it's better to have it on your body. That's 100%. the most – you know, they do make they 100%. make purses. You know, they make all kinds of stuff, backpacks that have a – yeah, a concealed little concealed apartment apartment stuff, compartment. It's nowhere that's safer than I on, think that on your person.
0: That, that class and that whole scenario is enough of a deterrent of people that aren't serious about it. Because really, sit through an eight-hour class to go get your fingerprints done, to go to your local law enforcement office and have your picture taken, to pay the money. To, yeah. You know, your average guy is not going to – you know, you could make the same argument for hunter safety. Hunter safety, you go to a class when you're 12 years old or wherever, you know, guys like Tom go when they're 40. Uh, you know, you go for a weekend and they show you some videos and some BS. That doesn't – Yeah, you, that's a great
2: you, example. You literally
0: really. get take your hunter safety card and, and – Throw it in the garbage. As far as actually harvesting an animal and being able to take care of it and all that stuff, there's so, much, the there's burden, so much
1: more to the, the burden initial lies class. on you. Yes, and
0: yeah. if, if you're somewhat interested in carrying concealed, you know, like we talked about earlier, the number one thing I say is, can you use it? Can you take a human being's life? Yep. And if you if you can't, which is great, then you don't need one. You don't yep. don't don't worry about it. You, You'll, you'll practice the, uh, me. the flight uh, <laughs> instinct in your body instead of the fight, which is fine or call the cops or do whatever. But I mean, and I, I mean, I don't know who's
1: listening, hopefully a lot of people, but there's some people might not know the beginnings of how to get there. Right. And does your state have reciprocity yeah. with any other state? Can you, can you only carry in your state or if you go across state lines, are you legal now? California is county by county. county I mean, I, and we can't go there from Nevada. Right. and We're next door, right? right? So, but we can go to Utah. And then if you get your Utah, like Nevada has reciprocity with, I don't remember, but quite a few. Yeah, like, like seventeen like, states. And then if you get, if you get um, Utah, which is next door, you can go get your CCW in Utah, and that gives you another twenty states. Something. Yeah. So you can. Like I went to Utah. I drove to Utah the other day for the whole week, and I had it on me. I knew I was legal. I had a CCW there, and everywhere I went in Utah for the baseball tournament, I had a gun on me. Um, you know, and I, I obviously you, there's laws when you fly, right? So you got to do that yes. different. But if you're flying to another state that has reciprocity, take it upon yourself you can to ship get it. You, you can put it down in the cabin. Yeah, the carry do it. Whatever, do it correctly that. with the TSA, and then when you get off, you're legal again then you can carry there. So there are so many laws like that that um, your state might not have any reciprocity, but you can look to maybe get, you know, Florida, and Florida gives you seven, and you can go get it in wherever, and it gives you another 10, so you can go around more of the country. Um, there's laws like drinking when you're carrying, right? You can't drink when you carry concealed carry. In Nevada. I'm talking Nevada. You can't go into a bar, concealed carry, and drink concealed carry right can't do it you know so hey, no, funny no funny,
0: funny uh years so, ago do you, i don't know if you guys remember Winnemucca? the story yeah winnama Winnemucca. guy was in the bar drinking some dude came in opened fire he turned around shot the guy killed him and they they let him off but i i think technically he, that was illegal yeah no they 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 uh because uh, I believe the gunman killed someone, he did, and this dude killed him. So they they figured he, he did a greater good to. And the, there was actually a, a civil law, like I was talking about. There was a civil lawsuit because of that
1: from this guy's estate, and I can't. I've never checked up on it because this is this been yeah, yeah. 10, 15 I mean twenty years yeah, ago. I think 15. that's
2: the key. It was years ago. You imagine that same scenario it changed uh, the world yeah. for sure. It and so
1: um, they sued him civilly because they, you know, he was in the. Wrong I guess by the law, but he was in the well in a very redneck town here in Nevada that might have had twenty thirty years ago and yeah he was in the
0: right basically so, so now I do you guess, remember the guy in the bank that here in town yeah yep. stopped, he stopped a bank mm-hmm. robbery yep so and technically so here I'll say it and there's an old saying right and it, I'd it doesn't go home. it doesn't always apply but <laughs> i'd rather be judged by uh 12 than carried by six it's kind of like yeah they say you can't have one in a bar but i'd rather go home to my family maybe or whatever than to not have one same yeah. with a bank same with a casino same with i mean a federal building there's security with metal right, detectors right. right at the front door you can't go in with on an you know we're talking about putting yourself in the scenario
2: of taking another person's life so i mean really put yourself in a in a mass shooting situation you know a uh, Harvest
0: '91 festival with probably what, no
2: guns allowed. What, whatever. I'm just thinking. Maybe even just go to the extreme. At like school, so yeah. gun-free zone at school. And let's say you're, I don't know, you're there for a PTA meeting or something, and there happens to be a a mass shooter that comes in the building, and you're carrying illegal, and you somehow intervene in that in a positive way, lessen the loss of life, kill yeah, the guy, I will deter him go from to doing it, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, what we're talking about is like, if that scenario, if you take that situation and go, okay, so if I can put myself in that situation, I'd gladly go to prison.
0: Yeah. Right. It's that's like, it. you know,
2: you kind of sit there and go, yeah, you'd, you'd rather be, you know, judged by 12 than carried. Well, by, you know, it, you know
1: it, like in a situation like that, even though it's, that, that's the extreme one. No, it know? is extreme. But even in the bar, like we're talking about, I'm not a lawyer or a judge or anything of like that, but I would assume that those chargings are still up to the prosecutor and the DA. Sure. sure so that yeah. DA is going to, okay, yes, it was illegal. He might have a fine. I was going to say. He could have a fine because he did that, but I am not bringing murder charges against sure. him. Sure. Manslaughter. Well, he might Man's charge father. you with carrying concealed,
0: you know, in a. Improper place. Yeah, so many scenarios that go so, into that. Yeah, what kind again, of
2: citizen are you? What's your background? Yeah, they're going to bring charges, do, hopefully do guys, appropriately. Uh,
0: this is a funny story. Remember when we were coyote hunting and Clint's truck broke down? And I had, oh yeah, oh, I yeah, had oh, a yeah. pistol on my hip for dispatching coyotes, and we, we broke, broke down, down yep. and I had it on my hip. It was winter time, so I'm wearing, you know, a heavy jacket, and oh, I'm not going to lie to you, I had it when I hitch. I had to hitchhike to go get help because we didn't have service, and I brought. I, I wasn't taking my gun off to get in some stranger's car, so then, you know, long <laughs> which story is not short, which, but it was under my coat. Because when I got to, oh,
1: because it was heavy. Yeah, I had a big coat on,
0: and it just by chance went over it. But so when the sheriff, I ran into a sheriff, and he said, "You know, are you with those guys that are broke down out there?" And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Oh, jump in! I'm going out there." And then he he goes, "Is that a gun hanging out of your jacket?" You know, and I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, do you have a permit for?" And I didn't at the time. You know, and I was like, "Well, we're out hunting. Like it's it's for shooting, you know, dispatching coyotes." He goes, "Can't have it with your jacket over it." And I was like. Huh. And he took it, you know, and yeah, he held it. I remember held, he held, held it for it, you it, until you got back with yeah, then us. Then I yeah. ended up knowing who he was and then we were best friends for the whole day. and It was great. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, you know, no, I technically could have gotten in trouble for that. No,
1: hundred percent there. It's just, I mean, we keep reiterating. If you're going to take the responsibility of having a gun, there's so many laws, so many scenarios, so many things that could happen. You have to take it upon yourself to be the best you can be with that gun. At all times oh, yeah. mentally, physically, uh, emo- everything you can go into that is is you need to do what
0: constantly I, What I kind of think is like we, we've been shooting guns since we were kids, and, and obviously we like shooting guns if you're an older you know adult or you know 18 year old whatever, and, and you're just starting to think about doing a CCW class, or if your boyfriend is trying to talk Go out and shoot a gun. Go shoot, you know. Go shoot five hundred rounds, and see if you even like it. Because if you don't like it, there's no reason to do it. You, all of us in this room can pick up a gun and take it apart and check the action and all the things, just as it's a normal, you know, as you put staples in your stapler. If you don't love doing that and you're not interested in that, then there's no reason for you to have one. If you're not going to be involved and it's not going to be something that you know if you're gonna you know I'll speak if you're gonna be a lady that's gonna throw a gun in the bottom of your person it's gonna rattle around and you're not gonna touch it for months and months and months and months and months don't do it yeah. because you you literally what I think we've talked about is you're not gonna perform where you need to perform when something happens and you're gonna get yourself in more trouble yeah. So like I said, if you're not if you're not interested in shooting like weekly or you know at a minimum probably monthly,
1: Don't even do it. I was going to, and I'm probably, if Clint wants to talk about this, I want to talk about him a little bit. I got into guns, pistols, a lot earlier than Clint did. And he'll tell you that, and I'll probably, like, what you just, you know, talked about a little bit is that guy who's been hunting with his dad for 40 years Maybe they never did shoot pistols. Sure. It was just all hunting. It was rifles. Bolt action and, rifles or And shot that them. was it. Yeah. They were never around pistols. And growing different up, we, game, we were never around pistols. And it's a totally different game. Totally different game. There's a fear that goes into a pistol oh, because yeah. your pre- pre- preconceived notions about what you see in a game, on TV, the news, other thing, robbery, gang, whatever it is that you've seen and grown up with and heard about, you, you might have a fear of pistols. And it all comes down to education and touching them and feeling them and, and getting used to them, and that just comes with with you know familiarizing yourself and feeling comfortable with it, well, I, and then taking it the next step because you can't be fearful of them, you can't be you know you can't be afraid of them, even if even if you've uh, had bolt action rifles your whole life and knowing rifles, big difference. And Clint can talk about that. He's he, he he's a master with a rifle. But he's now just getting into pistols just here the last couple of years, right? And he'll talk to about it. I mean,
2: no, yeah, I think there's it's it's the experience of it, and it's you know, I was I was thinking beyond me real quick about the the beauty of the CCW class. We were talking earlier about how it's um, you know, it's not a whole lot of training. You got to take it upon yourself to to become much much more proficient, but. I guess there's just kind of a couple different types of personalities and you go out there, you were saying, just go out there and shoot and find out if you like it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that could be, if you never do it, you're never going to know. So you go out there and you realize that target's 20 feet away and I hit it 30% of the time and it's, it's frustrating, you know? And then, so what personality a, I hate this, this is stupid. I can't even, I mean, I don't, I don't like this gun. I'm a little afraid of it. Plus I can't even shoot the dang thing. It hurts my ears, whatever. And then you never do it again. Fine, but then that other personality, I'm going to get better at this. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrible. I mean, I can shoot a I can shoot a rifle pretty dang good. I can shoot skeet with a shotgun because I've been doing it for so long. And you go out there with a, so the so that's kind of where I came from for the very beginning of like I'm terrible at this thing. I'm aiming low and I'm hitting high. And I mean, I don't even know how to hold this thing in my hand. And and you know, there for a while, I was like, ah rifle, you know, rifles and shotguns where it's added handguns. But then that clicked in my mind, like, no, I'm going to become better at this. I'm going to become more proficient. And I would say handguns more than anything, that's going to apply to any, any gun. Yeah. But if you, if it kind of challenges you, that naturally is going to lead to you becoming much more proficient, learning the gun, learning how to take it apart, learning how it works. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like a, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is something that, I, you know, we didn't grow up with handguns no. and they are, they are a completely different animal, but it's, it's almost kind of like a new challenge in life. Like I, now I got to kind of master this a little bit, you know, little by little. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, and to tell you that on, like on a childish level, you know, if you're used to having a long gun in your hands. And you point the gun in a safe direction. That's pretty easy concept to wrap your brain around. You know, I can point that barrel to the sky, or you know, you have this handgun and that barrel's <laughs> five inches away from your hand, and it's like everywhere I point it, I feel like it's an unsafe direction. I can, you know, that's the thing. i you know, not growing up with handguns. That's that was really one of the earliest things too. Of like, yeah, these things are a much harder harder animal to even just manage from a safety standpoint because you sit there and go. I want to check and make sure the thing's unloaded. It's the very first thing. I, I can think back to childhood. The very first thing that I remember being taught was the adage, treat every gun as if it was loaded kind of stuff. But you want to check. The very first thing I do, no matter what, I could watch Alex look in the action, look in the magazine, clear the gun. The, the gun. <laughs> hand you and the gun. hand <laughs> it to me. And I don't care. I'm going to check it. Yeah. I, that's just the way that's, and that's really the smartest way of doing it. That's the very first thing you should do. You put a gun in your hand and, um, in a way a handgun is a bit more intimidating because it's not as easy to check. It's not, you know, it's just a, it's a completely different animal. So that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. But at the same time, if you have, if you have that certain personality where you get introduced to something like that. Man, Now it's a challenge. Now I want to become better. I want to become a, at least a more proficient shooter. Meaning, I got to learn how to stand. I got to learn how to hold the gun. I need to, have to learn how to look down the sights. I mean, it's a, it's just a completely different and, deal, and, and, there's, and, it's, and it's fun.
0: And there's a school of thought on all of it. Dude. You know, right. people, people, your stance. You could argue with 15 people about stance, where to put your feet, where to put uh, your hand hands. Hand grip, everything. Yeah. You in put that, your thumbs over, under, freaking cross them, you know. And the the cool thing about what well, you were just talking about,
1: there are some people who would never, ever carry a pistol, but also love going out shooting plinking, right? Yeah. They'll have their pistols and they sure. get, they're very proficient and very good, but Why? I don't don't want the responsibility. I don't Don't want to take somebody's life. So, so there's a, you know, school gun ownership is very different levels of it, but obviously it, the education and proficiency of it to become a carrier of a, you know, everyday carrier of a gun concealed or not concealed, depending on your state laws. (laughs) Um, It all comes down to education past the point of that
0: first class eight hour class take it upon yourself and get better that's it and 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 be okay with not carrying a gun you know what i mean like you said i'm a huge proponent as well Uh, more guns in the hands of good people is you know the only way to have a safer community no doubt about it the the bottom line is the best police forces in the world are outnumbered Three hundred to one or more, and, and the quickest response and, time. Yeah, and they, from it the takes places. minutes to yeah. get there. It just you know the the most recent one I can think of is that was it Texas where they had that church shooting and that guy from the back, guy from the back, man, he, he stopped a mass shooting. Yep, unbelievable shot too. Yeah, and he well, was awesome. older dude. It was awesome. Uh, NRA,
1: NRA member backed. He okay. yeah, all of that. Hey dude, and that's that, I mean, the
2: thing is that, you know we sit here and, and I I do t- I agree I think more more guns in the hands of responsible proficient americans is definitely a way better scenario and i i always kind of in the back of my mind have the political part of it going on but uh it, it, you got 200 people or whatever 100 people in that church one guy it's not like 80% of the people in there are carrying you know you have this 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 second amendment utopia everybody's carrying you know that kind of stuff it was the one guy and that's yep. the guy that's that's the gun owner and the and the CCW guy that you want, right? That guy. That guy, needs to be in that guy every had position. every aspect of what we've talked about today dialed in. He oh. was he was calm under pressure. He was obviously very. He was an expert marksman. It was he a He used shot. it at the I very mean, last a, minute. I mean, there's every shot level shot. of it. It's like the perfect scenario of like. He was an instructor, that, if I remember. But right. there's probably not too many other people on Earth. I mean, by percentage wise, there's if there was 300 people in there, one out of 300. What's that percentage? Point three percent. That's probably about how many people in the world could do something. I like wouldn't that. want to try to make that shot. That and that's that's, that's that's quite a few gun owners. That's quite yeah, yeah, a few right, people you who shoot. Are, you, are, are, you miss. <laughs> you hit the pastor. You know. Right. <laughs> You're now <laughs> he 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 altar the
0: altar boy hit r- the guy. R- yeah. well, well, I, hey, so. I could
2: I could hit the pasture. I'm not sure if I could hit the pastor. Oh.
1: <laughs> Clint just made it. Alex put a Bud Light through his nostrils. You guys do hear Clay oh say God. he could hit
0: the pasture. Pasture, pasture. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. I'm but, quite good at hitting the pasture. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Go see John Shaw. <laughs> I mean, if you want the best of the best, John and Houston Shaw up in Hagerman, Idaho. And this is not a plug for them because we're sponsored or anything from them. But they are... The best of the best. They train all our seals. Police forces around the country go to him. Um, Hagerman, Idaho. Shaw shooting.
0: Top of the top. I randomly top, of the top. I never even told you guys this, but I was just watching some video the other day, and it was that. I, I can't think of their names, but dude's like an unbelievable three gun shooter. Okay. You know, pistol, shotgun, rifle, and uh, they they were they said hey. I guess I didn't know who John Shaw was. Maybe you guys did. But they said, you know, how did you, you know, how did you master your craft? You know, how did you become so good at this? And he said, I took little bits of what I saw of the best people in the world, right? The first thing he goes, John Shaw. And it shows this (laughs) video from like 1989, dude, or something, 90, whatever it was. He goes, John has like the best grip and stance of any three gun shooter pistol shooter i've ever seen and it shows like this early 90s video john's like you know in the silky jacket windbreaker out on some old school range dude and he draws and he's banging the steel dude and it was one of the cool and you know it's cool that i didn't know that about him and maybe
1: i'll tell you a quick story i might get a couple little things wrong about john Shaw. sure we're not gonna fact check you but fact this is basically john shaw's story he was in i believe mississippi Going to school and um, his freshman year, like he bought a trailer and uh, fixed it up and lived in it. And like freshman or sophomore year, one of his buddies said, Hey, you want to go to the shooting competition with me this weekend? And he's like, I guess, you know. And he never grew up with guns, never shot them, never did anything. And uh, the, the, they went to the shooting competition, he took second place. And that was the second, only second place. Like I, like I said, might fact check me on that, but I think it was the only second place he ever took in any competition. He won everything after that. And he was just a natural. And now if you check him, John Shaw, Shaw shooting, uh, his original place still there is called mid south shooting still in, uh, Memphis, I believe. Um, And he, every seal team. Every like all our snipers, all our military all rangers, everybody goes to through his school and went to Mid South Shooting. If you go talk to um, Navy SEALs, John Shaw Shooting, everybody has gone through there. And now his son, John uh, Houston, has started his own shooting school in Hagerman, and that's where they live now. Is in Hagerman, Idaho, and sh- Houston. If you talk to anybody else today training, they say the best is Houston Shaw. We go there and they go to a competition. John still beats him. Yeah. And, and nothing against Houston. He's the best of the best, but obviously he learned from the best of the best. Right. And so, and now he, like I said, people, all the, all the police forces, uh, still Navy seals, all our combat forces go to, to Houston in Hagerman. And John's there every day as well, but it's mainly Houston and some other in, in, in instructors. But um, that it's the best of the best. I it tell it John. really is, and uh, they have some awesome duck hunting. There I want to well, tell a, too.
0: I want to tell a John Shaw story. It, it still amazes me. It, so we go to breakfast with him. You know, we go out to the place and we're riding around his UTV. Clay was there. Yeah. They've got this the Air Force Special Forces or something in, in their place at this point. All these young stud military dudes and, and gals. And we pull up, and he's showing us all the various, you know, things that they're shooting. They're in rifle. Yeah. This portion is a rifle thing. So they got all these targets moving and popping up and down. They're running behind cars. And, you know, these are the best of the best. These are Special Forces guys. Yeah. And I remember this dude's got his gun on that block. Oh, yeah, I
1: remember. Now and I know what you're talking about. he's
0: shooting, shooting, and he's missing, missing, missing. And John was not teaching. John was nope. showing us around. John, stop, stop, stop. Yep. And he goes right over to, you know, these kids are 20 years old. John, I don't know, he's 50 or something like that. And he, he says, God damn it. You don't put that barrel on that block. And he grabs this dude's, you know, AR, and he lifts it up. And he's, only the handguard touches that block. You're... You're putting the barrel out of harm, you know, uh, harmonization or whatever yeah. harmonics. And so the guy, long story short, was resting the barrel of his gun on this block, and just that little bit, he was missing this target. He was genuinely, you know, he wasn't missing every time, but he was missing, say, every third Enough, shot. Enough, yeah. John stops the whole squad. All the targets stop. They reset. He. Gives him that little tip. Never missed. Never missed a shot after that.
1: Yeah.
0: Watched him walk over to the pistol. I wasn't even going to tell the story. Walk. He walks over the pistol thing. He, you know, he's showing us the pistol thing. This gal shooting. Constantly, you know, pushing off to the right, 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 right. He stops the whole line. He walks right over to her comp. He goes, hey, you know, you, you got your finger just a little bit too too, uh, too far in there. I want, you know, pull it out like this. They start the drill over again. Every time she hits the target. But for Little him things. to see that, both those things, a normal person looks at those guys shooting. You're watch, All the targets are moving. They're running behind the trucks and stuff. You would have never seen that. Yeah. And that dude picked up that those two Instantly. things. Instantly. Unbelievable. unbelievable. I imagine if you could shoot with that dude for a day, you would probably be insane. I've hunted with him a couple times, and we've gone
1: to his... Sh- I've gone through the shooting with him in Houston a couple times because we've been there duck hunting around that area with him. And we were in the blind one day and he goes, "Do this, shotgunning." And it's on one of our episodes actually, and he gives me a lesson in the blind of how to pull up, how to take a pr- properly take your gun off of safety when you're shotgunning and how to do it. And you're just he, like, "Way better still shot." Does. No, <laughs> Clint it in. No, I did not miss. But I'm just, just, and he's a genuine guy. i and uh, we don't need to get off on a John Shaw. He's awesome. I'm, I'm just here going back to the Second Amendment. If you want to shoot well, take it upon yourself to to learn. Look up videos. Go, go see. Awesome. I'm sure there's awesome instructors everywhere. But I, I know John and Houston are the best of the best. So <laughs> if you can make it there and do it but it comes down to education is what i'm saying basically
0: (laughs) so here's what i think
1: yes you should should
0: carry a gun yes but yes you should do some homework before you carry a gun and you should do a lot of homework after you commit to carrying a gun constantly all the time yes And and i'm not everybody can shoot once a week but you should shoot once a month you should shoot every other week if that's possible the more you can shoot the better don't get a CCW and throw your gun in your purse or belt and belt, and, and then call it th- and think you're gonna hit something when you haven't shot in five years, like Clay said. Please don't do that. But please carry, be responsible, be responsible. And it's
1: not just about carrying, like we talked about at home, in home, oh. um, everything about it. Get a Liberty Safe, and uh, you know, because now there's some states that. I think even California there's some states that you know if if a kid happens to go crazy and take your gun you're liable and if it wasn't in you know, a lock safe huh. you know there's laws like that now that you have to properly maintain or, or you know have it in a locked storage away from certain people that aren't allowed to have it right? right so there's a whole bunch of laws that are changing and adding so you have to constantly do your homework on that stuff so there's there's a lot that goes to it but I, I love
2: the responsibility. My final thought is I think all three of us are in town this weekend, so let's go shoot our SIGs. <laughs> I'm in for that. Along with a uh
0: got any got any ammo? got, got any ammo? Oh, yeah. It's pretty scarce right now. We got some federal, if yes. If you don't sweet. mind, I'm
2: hey. gonna tote along a three hundred Win mag vanilla oh, yeah, loop a Win, in. Win. good little Win. bit of shooting done too.
0: Don't rub it in that you have an elk tag. We all know. <laughs> we I all
2: know
1: we were there. Whoopee wappy. Can't Shoot him with a SIG.
0: Right. SIG does make a rifle, don't they? We're going to be shooting uh, the ARs. They do make a rifle. The I ARs. don't know if you want to
2: shoot an elk with a... You
0: an mean an
2: AR. AR platform? AR oh. platform, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I'm good. <laughs> Need a little t- touch more. Touch more. It would. You mean like a three thirty eight
0: Lapua kind of right? thing? Right. That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> three thirty eight ar AR-15, they make that? <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Thank you to Six Sour. Educate. Do your homework. Carry. Protect yourself, your family, your loved ones, your community. Go see John Shaw. Yeah, basically, <laughs> if you want to be the best, go to John in
1: Houston. Hagerman, I, Idaho. Shaw shooting. Hagerman is a nice tell place. Tell them, them we sent you. That's it. See um you. We'll see you next
0: week. I take it all in stride. But it seems the whole damn world has changed Almost overnight But I'm still down on Southern And I don't need nothing Just enough to get me by